Hello and welcome to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining me once again after another fun, exciting weekend of college football. We are coming here on a Sunday afternoon. You're hearing this on a Monday, most more than likely, and there's just a lot to talk about. <laughs> Man, a lot of fun stuff to, to break down as teams are starting to get settled and we're kind of seeing a little bit more of who these teams are and get a little bit of a better picture of the field of season, but we have a lot of fun games to talk about. So let's dive into it. And I mean, I think we have to start with, I think the game of the weekend and go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where the number 11 Texas Longhorns defeat the number three Alabama Crimson Tide 34, 24 on the road. This one was very interesting. I, I wasn't exactly sure where it was going to go. Texas was the underdog, and they were uh, the plus seven on the spread. And so, you know, I took the plus seven with Texas because last year was a one-point game, and that was, you know, after Quinn Ewers got hurt in the first quarter and Texas came back with Bryce Young on the road, and they get the win. So I was like, I think it's less than a spread game. But Alabama's playing a little bit more of how – Nick Saban in the past has played. And so I thought it would be very interesting to see how, what kind of, how the game kind of progressed. Cause I knew that Texas had weapons and they had some improvements on the line, but you still are you're not sure just on the road, how they handle that. And it's just, it's really tough to beat Alabama on the road. It's just, it's tough to beat them at their place. It just doesn't happen all that often. And yeah, here we are. And we're looking up and not only do they win, but they win by a 10 point game. And it really was a back and forth type of a matchup where Texas pulled away at the end. But I mean, it was very impressive and Texas deserves a lot of credit for how they played. I, I was impressed with Quinn Ewers. Um, really this was, it felt like one of his big moments because up until now had been a lot of promise and you had the, you know, his freshman year, that was Ohio State, and then he came back to Texas, and then he played in this game last year, and he got hurt, and he's come back from injury, and we're hearing about all these weapons they have, Xavier, Xavier, Xavier Worthy and company, and yeah, he just balls out. He goes 24-38, 349 yards, three touchdowns, and then Donnie Mitchell, I mean, he, he played really well. He had three touchdowns, the transfer from Georgia, so when you have him... Worthy to touchdown. Sanders at 114 yards. Jonathan Brooks got some very tough yards. He got a touchdown. I thought they played really well. They forced uh, Jalen Milrow to make some, had to make some plays, and he made a couple mistakes. And that really, that really was the game. And and turnovers are really and how these big games can really go. And you don't really see that all the time from Nick Saban teams. And but when they have lost in some of these big games, it's it's the turnover. The turnover bug. And I think, I mean, so Texas, I, I definitely deserve to win. And they're, you know, they're a top four team right now, for sure. I mean, I have I had them in my playoff prediction, but they they deserve all that. I mean, Ewers made some some just he dropped some deep balls in there really well. And I was just really impressed with that. And so there's a the ceiling is up for them. I mean, this was their big this was their big test. And now, I mean, I had them in the playoff and not that I was going to say that they were all the way back, but just more that the schedule really lent themselves to, to playing really well and having a good opportunity. And now when you pull up the schedule, 
as I'm pulling it up on my phone. They've got Wyoming next week. And then they go at Baylor and they host Kansas. And then they had the Red River rivalry and and that's always a tongue twister in Dallas with Oklahoma. So, you know, I mean, uh, they might lose one to the schedule, you know, just from the nature of a college football season. But even with that, and you win the big 10, 12 title, I mean, the, the road is all up for them. And, and of course they're going to say one week at a time, but this was the big test. This is, we were going to learn a lot about Texas because it wasn't just the game was how they played. And even if they lost, it was how they looked in the loss and how they um, were going to handle themselves under this pressure and this type of environment. That's very hard to, you can't really uh, reciprocate that, like uh, replicate that. I mean, and so I'm, I was just impressed with them and I was impressed with, uh, Coach Sark and what he was able to do and get his, his team prepared. And, you know, assistants don't really beat Saban all that much, you know, his former assistant. So there you have it. Texas gets the massive win. Uh, other game I wanted to talk about was, I mean, there's other games, of course, but another big one. And the other, I mean, we can just talk about this. The other ranked matchup was North Carolina and App State. North Carolina, they escape with a 40 to 34 double overtime win over App State. And I did take North Carolina to cover. I just thought the offense, like they were minus 18 and it was a lot of points. And, you know, it's one of those you look back and you're like, man, just App State always just plays these teams stuff, especially the in-state schools. But I just thought their offense was going to be a little lot. And to their credit, App State made them earn it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, North Carolina – here we are and they're two and zero after some tough tests. And so that one really was just more of a, I think an in-state school really just, they always just play those teams really tough. And I don't know, man, it's just <laughs> app state's not a fun team to play as you know, they beat A&M last year on the road. They pushed North Carolina. So that's, that was another big one for sure. And then another one we want to talk about was Colorado of course, they get the massive win in their home opener against Nebraska. And, you know, I had Colorado with the minus was a minus three and a half. I thought they might do it, but I mean, you, were, you know, you, 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 there's always a little bit of a nerves of, you know, okay. So you did it in week one at Texas Christian, you know, was that more of Colorado's like coming out party or is that a little bit more of, that TCU maybe just isn't quite as good as we think they are in Colorado that just have that big moment. Cause sometimes there's those games at the beginning of the year where you think it's going to be these big implications or you just, you talk a lot about it and then you look up and they're both, you know, seven and five teams and you know, nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's not as to the hype as that was built up early in the year, but you know, Colorado comes to home and, and, and it's a, you know, it's a sold out game. You got Nebraska, they're coming in. It's a rivalry game too. You know, so there's a lot of pressure in that. You got Matt Rule, and then they're trying to get the taste out of their mouth from the loss at Minnesota. But Colorado, I mean, they they came out to play. And, you know, the first quarter in the first half, you know, it was neck and neck. Team, teams didn't really score in that much. Um, but Nebraska turned it over a little bit. They got um, – they made them uncomfortable. And then Colorado just took over, man. I, I was not expecting, like, that kind of a – that kind of a margin in the game for sure, because I just thought they seems to be a little closer than that. And you also wondered if there's gonna be a little bit of a letdown just from last week too. I mean, and the way that Nebraska wants to really run the ball that I wasn't sure if, 
I wasn't sure how Colorado was going to be able to handle that. And just to keep it closer in the margins. But, I mean, they gave up some yardage. But, I mean, Shadar Sanders, 31 of 42, 393 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's really impressive. Xavier Weaver, he had 10 catches, 170 yards, and a touchdown. And, and Jeff Sims, he can play, but his problem has been the turnover. And he gets interception. I think he had a fumble as well. I'm sorry, he had two fumbles, so three turnovers in total. And as I'm just looking at my stats on the side. So Nebraska is going to come back to the drawing board as they're trying to figure out what is is going on in year one. And, and year one is always tough. And I know Matt Rule usually isn't as worried about year one results as he's trying i've heard just him trying to instill the culture but still it's impressive what dion's doing and now they've got they've got in-state rival colorado state and get college game is going to be there and it's going to be the big it's the big buzz and they're the a big team a big talking point of this year so colorado and now they're number 22 in the country so i think that's just very interesting uh, Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame, I was going to talk about Notre Dame, NC State. Notre Dame gets the 45-24 win. There was some weird just weather, especially on the East Coast. And so you had games like the Vanderbilt. Um, Wake Forest game was supposed to start at 11 a.m. And it did, but it got delayed. I mean, it got delayed a couple hours. And it just, there's a lot of stop and start. So they're just, they have, have these kind of a weird feelings to a lot of games. But, uh, you know, I had Notre Dame covering, but... You just weren't sure because NC State, you know, they've got tough defense. They got Brandon Armstrong with Robert Anai coming back and his old offensive coordinator when he was at Virginia when he was playing really well. But I mean, give credit to Notre Dame. They come in there and they take care of business, even with the lightning delay. I mean, and Sam Hartman, Hartman in the past hadn't played as well when he was at Wake Forest in these games, but he comes in there and and he balls out. He gets 286 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Audrey Estime, he had 134 yards and two touchdowns as well. I mean, they played really well against, you know, a tough NC State team, but both teams were, were still trying to figure out what exactly their skill positions were going to look like and how they're going to play. And so NC State it was just kind of curious to see what they were going to look like this year. That was really interesting. So I was just crediting their name. I think they're better than they were given a lot of credit for coming into this year for sure. Uh, Michigan took care of business. Let's see. Old Miss gets the win on the road at Tulane. This one was a little bit of a letdown for me, not because, I mean, it was a good back and forth game, but just because uh, Pratt, the quarterback, the senior quarterback for Tulane was out. And that was part of why I thought that Tulane might cover, you know, cover the seven points at home just because he's, you know, they had all those pieces back from number nine team in the country who won a big bowl game, you know over Southern Cal, but you know, when you're missing that, they still held Ole Miss tough, but it was just a little bit, ended up being a little too much power from Ole Miss. And I think Ole Miss is an underrated team for sure. I, so that one was fun in, in the afternoon slate. Uh, Miami takes care of business at home against A&M. A&M was in it back and forth, but Miami just pulled away at the end a little, and then scored a little bit more than I was expecting them to. I really thought this would be a little bit of a closer Game and it was from the middle, but Miami really just took over at the end. I mean, they had scored 17 or 27, excuse me, in the second half, 17 in the fourth quarter, 27 in the second half. Tyler Van Dyke, man, 21 of 30, 374 yards, five touchdowns. 
Xavier Restrepo, six receptions, 126 yards. I mean, those guys played well. Connor Wegman, uh, 31 to 53, 336 yards, two touchdowns. He did the two picks. So this is this is where it's gonna be interesting for me. Is now you've got this Miami team that's now ranked, which we'll talk about. They kind of switched places really with AM. Is now that AM they've had this loss and they've had this is what was going to be kind of interesting to me is now that they've had this kind of a setback and you know it, this one could have kind of gone either way like what happens does bobby petrino still have control of the offense does jimbo want to take over as they have more of their schedule coming up so there's just some interesting storylines when it comes into that i think it's a, it was a big win for miami they lose this game on the road at AM last year they get the the win this year at home. And so now Miami's two and oh under year two of Mario Cristobal. And then they've got Bethune Cookman. They go on the on the road at with Temple. And then they've got an interesting stretch. Then they got a stretch of George Tech at home to start AQC play. Then they go on the road to North Carolina. They host Clemson. And then two weeks after that, they go yeah, two weeks after that they go play NC State and then they ho- go to Florida State. So excuse me, there's a lot interesting there of just what it's going to look like going forward. So, I mean, it's hard to know, you know, how much to take away from this kind of a win. You know, we'll, we'll know a little bit more once we see more of these teams, but still it's, you rather come out of a game like this than not. And it, it was impressive to see how they finished off AM for sure. And then really other ones as I'm pulling up my scores. Oh, you ended up pulling away from Southern and from SMU, 28 to 11. Oregon was down on the road at Texas Tech, and they pulled out uh, Bo Nix, you know, played really well. As I'm just trying to pull up his official stats. It's a tough break for Texas Tech, too, because they lose it to on the road in a tough place to play in Wyoming, and then they get Oregon at home. So now they're looking at 0 and 2, but that's where like, I don't, that 0 and 2 isn't really fair. For them, I mean, of course, you expect them to win with my Wyoming, but then you get number thirteen, Oregon at home, and Oregon scores twenty points in the fourth quarter to win. Bo Nix three hundred fifty nine yards and two touchdowns, so was a leading rusher in the game too, and had forty six yards. So that was a big one for them because if if Oregon Oregon's one of those teams that if Oregon wants to make a push or have a team push for more of the postseason that you want to win those types of games for the Pac twelve. So. The Pac-12 has been playing pretty well. And so it'll be interesting to see how, how this kind of goes forward. Uh, Washington State also beats Wisconsin. I thought that was interesting. Wasn't exactly expecting all that. So the Pac-12 has been playing pretty well. And going back to uh, Miami and A&M, you know, don't look at it now, but ACC's won. They've won all but one of the matchups with the SEC so far. The only lone loss was with Tennessee and Virginia, which I mean, Virginia's picked towards the bottom of the conference. So not, it's hard. You, you were kind of expecting that a little bit, but I mean, the, the ACC has been getting a lot of the SEC. So I'm just, just putting that, putting that out there. Florida state looks, you know, they look really good scoring a lot of points. Southern Cal looks dangerous too. And having some good defense, it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see as these teams continue to go. So that was just a little look back from 
the previous week. And when you look back onto um, with with the picks I had from the previous game in the contest I'm in, I ended up going six, three, and one. Um, the one being the, the, the push, like we're not counting Utah and Baylor, Utah ended up winning 20 to 13 on the road, but because it was a seven point spread, you don't win or lose. And we're just not counting that one. But the three ones I lost were, I had a and I had UNC covering and I was a four point favorite on the road. UNC was an 18 point favorite at home over app state. And then the last one was, I'm forgetting off the top of my mind, but Overall, a pretty good, like a pretty good bounce back week for me. And and says so we're as we're learning a little more of that about the season, it's kind of fun to get to to kind of pick that and kind of see these these spread picks are pretty tough, you know. And and let's just say Vegas knows what they're doing <laughs> for sure. And the only other thing I wanted to make sure we mentioned was the top twenty five rankings that literally just came out this afternoon. Uh, Georgia remains uh, at the top. They got fifty five. First place votes, Michigan is number two. Florida State moves up to number three. They got three for first place votes. Texas moves up six spots to number four. They got two first place votes. Southern Cal, five. Ohio State, six. They moved down a couple spots. It's more of uh, other teams playing really well. Penn State stays home at seven. Washington, eight. Notre Dame moves up to nine. And then Alabama drops to number 10. Um, so basically, Alabama and Texas kind of switch spots, which which makes sense. And then you've got uh, Tennessee drops to 11, more of the schedule, Utah 12, Oregon 13, LSU 14, K-State 15, Oregon State 16, Ole Miss moves up to 17, Colorado has moved all, all the way up to 18 in the country. So who would be, you know, I don't know if everyone predicted that Colorado would be number 18 in the country right now. Uh, Oklahoma goes down to 19. I think it's a little more of the schedule than anything. North Carolina gets that tough win like we talked about with App State. They drop though to 20. It's a little bit unfair for them, but it is what it is. Duke's 21. Miami rounds out that stretch of AC teams at 22. Washington State with their big win over Wisconsin. They go to 23. UCLA at 24 and Iowa at 25. So we had four teams drop out of the top 25. It was Wisconsin. Uh, Clemson, uh, Tulane, and AM. So uh I it makes sense with most of these, but uh for the most part, I mean I am a Clemson fan, but I I didn't think it was all the way fair that they got dropped. I mean, they were like 25, so and then they were playing an FCS school and, and you know they had a pick six against them and it was close in the first half. And so I feels like a little bit of that. They ended up scoring 66 though. So it was more of just the feel of it. I just thought that was a little bit unfair for them. I think people are just kind of waiting until they play Florida state in a couple weeks, but I think they'll be ranked again for that matchup just because you'll want that kind of a ranked matchup and, and people will be kind of expecting that. I thought that uh, North Carolina, I thought that was a little unfair for them to be dropped that low, but I guess with teams moving up, you have to put them somewhere and the other thing I would mention really with the rankings, it, it's still pretty early, but I, I do kind of like when you look at schedules, I mean, Georgia and Michigan are top two, but they haven't really played anybody. Like they haven't really tested any, themselves. And 
you start to go like, is that from just the previous season? Cause they both made the playoff and just, that's what our preconceived notion was in the preseason. We got Florida state, you know, with their big win over then number five LSU and then Texas beats number four Alabama in their place. So you can make an argument for either of those teams to be number one in the country. And I think people are giving benefit of the doubt to Georgia, obviously, because they've won the two previous national titles. But if you're just looking at this year, then I think really you have to go Florida State or Texas. And me personally, I probably would have gone Florida State just because how they've played in both games. And so I'd probably, I would probably switch it up to Florida State one, Texas two, Georgia three, Michigan four. But I mean, I know it's, I know it's nitpicking now, but I think it's just, I think it's really about what are you saying that, what are, what are these rankings supposed to be? Are they supposed to be like a snapshot of the moment right now? Are they supposed to be a prediction at the end of the year of where teams are going to be? And, or is it, or people using a little mixture of both? And to me, if, if we're just going on the field, I think that either Florida State or Texas should probably number be number one right now, just based on that. And I think it's okay to make big switches when it comes to, when it comes to rankings, just because we have these preseason rankings, which is fine, but I think we have to be very okay with making big changes. And so to me, that's, that's what I would have. The rest of these are seem pretty, seem pretty okay to me. Um, the SEC has five teams. ACC has four teams. Oh, other interesting teams receiving votes. Uh, Clemson was at 86, 86 votes to so right on 26th. Arkansas next and TCU, Kansas, Tulane, Wisconsin. So uh, there's still a lot of football to be played and, and there'll be some interesting games and teams are kind of starting to have a couple more weeks of non-conference before we get into conference play end of the month and in, into October. So a lot of fun things to talk about. So that was uh, just a roundup from the weekend and just want to get some thoughts in from the games that we got to watch this past weekend. If you, yeah, just if there's things you want me to cover or want us to talk about or want us to dive into more, please let me know. Um, thanks for, for listening and yeah, I'm trying to get the YouTube YouTube more up and going. So if you could uh, subscribe to that, like to the videos, that really helps me. I'm trying to get to obviously to the thousand mark subscriber uh, notion because that's when YouTube really starts to kick in and, and really helps me out for with channel and trying to make this more of a consistent thing. So that would really, really help me out a lot. But if, yeah, if you can make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well, leave a review if you would so like, that would really help me out as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great week and I'm excited to talk to you about more football later this week. So thanks guys. See you later.